G'day and welcome to the What I Think, Watch, Listen To and Eat Each Week podcast. Show notes can be found at garydlum.com. That's garydlum.com. So this week I just wanted to share a few things from the uh, weekly diary post on the blog and I've titled the diary post A Close Encounter of an Unpleasant Kind. This week I experienced something I never thought would happen to me. On Tuesday morning I went for a walk and was accosted by two men who demanded my wallet. Regular readers know that I enjoy waking up early, getting out of bed and going for a walk. On Tuesday, as usual, I got out of bed at about 4 o'clock in the morning, weighed myself in an undressed state, got dressed and stepped out for a walk. As I was walking along Emu Bank on Lake Ginandira, I heard two men behind me. I didn't take that much notice because even though it was just after 4am, it's not that unusual for me to see people out and about. I did have earbuds in my ears and I was listening to a, to a podcast. I've learnt a very important lesson. When I go out, I will not wear earbuds in the future. I crossed the road and had to walk through a scaffolding tunnel and that's when I was trapped. One of the men had flanked me around the left, around the plastic-covered scaffolding tunnel, and approached me from the front. His partner came up behind me. I was trapped between them. You can see some photographs that I've posted on the show notes at garydlum.com. Don't be stupid. Give me your wallet. I was startled, and quickly noted that he was tall, about two metres. To my right, there was light from a well-lit 24-hour gym namely Fit and Fast, which I knew had CCTV cameras. He was young, late teens or early twenties. He had a slim build, but he wasn't scrawny. He was very dark-skinned, of African origin, spoke clear English, but not with an Australian accent. I kept moving slowly, not stopping, and I shuffled towards my right. I tried to burn his image into my mind, knowing his accomplice was behind me. No. Give me your wallet. No. He could see I was leading him to the light and turned tail with his partner, walking quickly into the darkness. The whole encounter lasted less than a minute. I wasn't sure what to do. I thought about banging on the glass of the gym to get in just in case they came back. I thought about walking home, but that was in the direction where where the would-be muggers had gone. In the end, I decided to walk up the road to Belconnen Police Station and file a report with them. I made sure I walked in the middle of the road in the dim light provided by the street lights. The desk constable was very good. He gave me a witness statement template to complete and suggested I take a seat and write as much information as I could. I wrote out as much information as I could remember, including what I thought was a reasonable description of the two men. The officer in charge dispatched a patrol car to go looking for the would-be muggers. After about 20 minutes, I asked to leave. I mean, I had to get ready for work. And I was offered a lift by the duty sergeant. I accepted. Later that morning, I posted a description of what had happened to the Canberra Notice Board Facebook group just to alert people in the area that this had happened. There were lots of supported comments in the show notes. I've put a link to that. It's a public group, so you may well be able to see the post and to read the comments. In the following 24 hours, I did feel a little anxious, and on Tuesday evening, I did dream about what had happened. 
to be honest, it was a little bit unsettling. And I'm not sure if there's going to be any more visits to the Belcon and Owl statue in the mornings uh, during the dark periods anyway for a while. What was nice though was having a workmate buy me a vanilla slice from the Curtin Bakery. That really made my day and it did help me to feel better. And you can see a photograph of that vanilla slice uh, on the show notes. And if you go to uh, my various social media platforms, particularly the Yummy Lummy platforms, you'll be able to see the description that I put of the vanilla slice. It was really good. The custard was delightful. The icing was nice. It was a passion fruit icing. It was very good. So... This week there's been a lot of community interest in Canberra's air quality with the bushfires going on and the really poor air quality that we're experiencing. And I've been curious to read in social media the language people use. Technically, the particulate filters are not masks, they are respirators. And you can always tell an infection control patent by the use of the terminology. There's also an assumption that P2 respirators and N95 respirators are the same. However, P2 particulate filters follow the Australian New Zealand standard, and that standard is AS-NZS1716 respiratory protective devices. They must have a filter efficiency of at least 94% when tested with sodium chloride aerosols. Aerosol particle size has a mass median diameter of 0.3 to 0.6 microns with a range of particles in the 0.02 to 2 micron size range. This aerosol is delivered to the filter at a flow rate of 95 litres per minute. On the other hand, an N95 respirator follows a US standard, the United States National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. It must have a filter efficiency of at least 95% when tested with sodium chloride aerosols. The aerosol particle size has a mass median diameter of approximately 0.3 microns. This aerosol is delivered to the filter at a flow rate of 85 litres per minute. N95 respirators may only be used for protection against oil-free aerosols. But does, this, does any of this matter? Probably not. I've also posted a couple of pictures of a, a really nice chocolate eclair and a free coffee that I got from Dobinson's this morning. Honestly, their coffee card is the best in Canberra. So what have I watched this week? Well, I'm really getting into uh, season one of Atlantis. Uh, I've finished it now. Uh, however, I do miss the characters of the and cast of SG-1. The odd cameo appearance is always welcome. And I'm now into season two of Atlantis, and to my surprise, Jason Momoa is a new star. Now, he plays Ronan Dex. I like the role Momoa played in Game of Thrones, and I thought he was okay in Aquaman, but really, nothing beats the TV cartoon version of Aquaman. What have I listened to this week? In show 124 of Meet the Microbiologist, Julie interviews Mary Estes and they discuss the wonderful world of viral pathogens which cause gastroenteritis. It took me back to 1986 when I was putting the wheels in motion for my Bachelor of Medical Science. I had paused medical school between years three and four to take a year out to undertake the equivalent of a science honours degree. My area of interest was human rotavirus. Please let me know if you get the joke with putting the wheels in motion.
Now, Mary also discusses the Norwalk agent, a tiny, uh, a tiny 27 nanometer virus which causes fever, vomiting and diarrhoea. An agent no one thought could cause diarrhoea because up until uh, the outbreak in Norwalk, no one thought that viruses could be responsible for gastroenteritis. If you want to learn a bit more of the medical history around the Norwalk agent and human rotaviruses, go to the show notes at garydlum.com and there's a link to Meet the Microbiologist for the American Society for Microbiology. Uh, on the show notes, there's also uh, a gallery of photographs of uh, all of the different foods that I've eaten this week. Take a look if you're interested. And I've also posted uh, a link to Yummy Lummy's uh, post this week, uh, and I posed the question, does the size of the bone have any effect on the taste of your meat? So if you're interested in the, uh, the effect that uh, a rib bone might have on the taste of your ribeye fillet, uh, check that out. There's also a link to Random Yummy, which is my almost daily uh, food blog. So some final thoughts. Have you ever been accosted and been told to hand over your wallet? How did you react? Did you know the difference between P2 and N95 respirators? What do you think of Jason Momoa's acting? And did you know some people do not suffer from neuroviral diarrhoea because of their genetic makeup? Can you say you've not experienced gastroenteritis? Anyway, thanks for listening to the uh, podcast. If you've got any comments or would like to tell me something or leave a note, please go to the show notes at garydlum.com and leave a, uh, a message in the comment section of the blog post. Anyway, I'll catch you later. Have a good week. Bye.